welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. This week we have Associate Pastor Sharonda Manor Foster. And if there was a such thing as a walk hall of fame, we feel Enoch in the Bible would definitely be inducted into it. He lived 365 years, but 300 of those years he walked with Jesus. Coming up. Enoch is going to show us how to walk this way. Enoch is going to show us how to walk uh, his way. Enoch is going to show us what he did uh, that I'm sure has so many people in awe. How did you make it into this faith hole of faith? And all he has to say is I walked with God. You want to be where you are, God. We just, we just gotta be, gotta be where you are. I'm going to press right on into this word, but I feel a press of prayer in my spirit on this afternoon. I didn't pray and scratch my voice up already, but I feel a push in the spirit is what I feel. And we prayed, we prayed before service, and, and we broke some things. Um, but I feel a press of prayer in the spirit on this afternoon. And so we're going to pray. And I, I want you to know that if you're sitting in here, and if you have, thank you, praise team, thank you so much. I want you to know that if you are, are sitting in here, or if you have joined us online, that this prayer is for you. I want you to understand on this afternoon for everybody in this room and for everybody that will join in and for everyone that will come across this later, I want you to understand that we are praying for you. That we are not praying, uh, I'm not praying for myself, but, but this team. And I've already spoken with the intercessors on this afternoon. And they are my God. And they, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so that confirms in me that I am heading in the right direction. And so I am grateful for that. They are already set. And they are pressing with us on this, hey, by say. And they are pressing with us on this afternoon. I told the intercessors, take the atmosphere. Just, just take it. And I asked the, the band and, and the praise team to intercede with us. And so we are going to intercede really quick right before we get into this. Uh, for the atmosphere in which you are, if you are being fought in the atmosphere of your home and of your workplace and even the atmosphere of you, sometimes there is just a conflict that is within us uh, and that there is a fight that is going on for. But we have come, hey, by say, we have come to free, hey, we have come to free and to make room for some people on this afternoon. If you would but receive, I feel the, I say, I feel the presence of prayer. I feel the prayer, I might say, I can't tell you how strongly I feel this right now on this afternoon, but I feel a press a prayer. And so for every intercessor in this place, and for the intercessors that are already standing on the wall, my God, we come into a place of agreement. We come into a place of warfare. We are grateful for the angels that you have already dispatched on behalf of your people. My God, on behalf of your people. 
people. So let me just tell you, uh, for somebody that is in a place of torment uh, on this afternoon, you can't get right. You cannot shake uh, what you feel and you can't come out of a dark place. You feel like you're going to be in this fight, that the fight that you're in right now, or you feel like you suck in that fight. You feel like you're stuck in a, a, a domestic violence relationship. You feel like you are stuck uh, being tormented by the enemy because of drug abuse. Hey, prescription drug abuse because of alcoholism. My God, in the now you feel like you suck uh, because you are tormented uh, by the images in your mind from pornography. My God, and you feel like you are tormented. Hey, my say, you feel like you are, let me, let me say, you feel like you are tormented by the issues of your childhood and that they are so apparent uh, that you cannot break loose the, the issues of, 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 of molestation. My God, the issues of poverty, the issues of being abandoned, the issues of being left alone. Well, we have my say and that we are asking you to receive a word. We're asking you to receive what we can write a preach. But that you're standing in a tormented atmosphere. And so that torment might hinder you receiving the word of God. And so we are going to make a clearing on this afternoon first that you might receive the word of God. So we come into a place of prayer. I said, we come into a place, hold they say, we come into a place of prayer on this afternoon. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we cry out for your people on this afternoon. Those that are in a place, God, that they can't shake. Those that are in a fight even within themselves. Those that are in a fight with family members. Those that feel like they are the black sheep. Those that feel like they will never be accepted. My God, in the name of Jesus. Those that feel like they won't be well and can't be well. Those that are fighting, my God, in the holy name I say, in the name of Jesus, we cry out for freedom. Hey, my say, come out of that say. Hey, my show code now say, okay. Tasha, I'm, I'm, I'm off script. I'm so far off script. But I need you to get ready to sing freedom, they say, because we getting ready to free some people. And we're going to do it right here early, right here early in the service. We are declaring free, hey, my say. We are declaring freedom. In your life on this afternoon, that the hands of the enemy, that the voice of the enemy, that the plans of the enemy cannot have your life, nor can he have your future, nor can he have your health, nor can he have your children, nor can he have your marriage, nor can my second eye, nor can he have your soul. There is a word and there is a life that God has for you to live. And these things are going to break off of you. Freedom is yours on head by set. Go ahead. Go ahead and declare your freedom. Go ahead and say that I am free. For who the sun sets free is free indeed. There is an atmosphere shift. There is an atmosphere break. We have heavenly hosts that are fighting for us on this afternoon. My God, in the name of Jesus, I'm sorry if you're not used to church like this. But we have to do what the Holy Spirit is instructing us to do. My God, I came in here with a spirit of fight. I felt it when I came in. Declare freedom, 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 freedom.
freedom, freedom, freedom. God, I'm free, freedom. Pray, have my shade, freedom. I'm free from this. I'm free from my past. I'm free from what holds me. I'm free from this lack of motion. I'm free. I'm free from this jail. I am free. I am free from this. My God, declare that you are free. I am free from the hurt of divorce. I am free from the grief of death. I am free from the grips of fear. I am free. My God. In the name of, I am free. I am free to be healed. I am free to be whole. I'm coming out of this. I am free from this. Come on, we're going to give you a moment. We're going to give you a moment to dance the dance of freedom. We're going to give you a moment to take a faith step for you to step forward in faith and say that I am free. Hey, my second not. And that the bonds of the enemy, the bonds of my past can no longer hold me. Come on and declare that you are walking free on this afternoon. I feel it in the spirit. My God. If you could but reach up and grab it. Don't think anything too small. Go ahead, praise him. Let him dance. Let him dance. Yes, God. I'm gonna 
an expectation he's just he just pleased with us he's come to do what you're asking him to do he's come to do what you're asking him to do my God oh Holy Spirit just move ah, just move I so by say just move what a sweet, sweet aroma. What a sweet, sweet aroma. And so I'm, I'm going to get into this word and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the move of the Holy Spirit. He's been talking to us since the end of last year just simply about hearing. And I want us, even you praise team, you musicians, you ministers, to incline your ear, even when you're in the middle of something else that you have planned to do. I want you to keep your ear so inclined that if you're set to go away, and perhaps in the middle of a way, that if he says go another way, that you stop and go another way. 
And he'll test us. He'll test our ear. He'll want to know, can you feel me? Can you hear me? Because I'm asking you to do something else. And that was this morning. That, that, that was not the plan. But he said, I have a way that I want you to go. I have some things that I want to do for my people. And how dare the spirit of prayer fall so heavy and we continue with our own agenda. I want him to feel like he can keep showing up. Keep, keep, just do, do whatever you want to do. If you want us to sit down, I'm going to go sit down and leave this podium and say, do what you want to do, Holy Spirit. And so I'm grateful for the moving and the unction of the Holy Spirit. I am going to move through this word, but I believe that he has created a clearing on this afternoon for the word of God that people might receive it because we're talking about walking we're in the year of the walk walking with God and so we have to be able to get with him we can't be so heavy with the things of our life and the things of the world that we can't get with him and and move with him and so if we too heavy and too weighed down to walk then we need to create, if we're too distracted, too busy with whatever life has thrown us, then we can't, get, we can't get with the walk. And so I'm grateful to you on this afternoon, Holy Spirit. Continue to speak. Continue to move. Continue to preach. And preach through us on this afternoon. My God. At this time, we like to move into our time of giving. Sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so in three ways. First of all, you can text New Antioch, all one word, that's N E W A N T I O C H, to 77977. We use Pushpay. Also, you can visit New Antioch Aliante.org, that's N E W A N T I O C H A L I A N T E.org giving tab and follow the prompts. You can also mail it in to 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. we just like to pray over this giving and offering. We thank those that are able to give, that still are willing to give, and that these blessings may continue to bless the community and bless the people of God. And these things we pray in Jesus' name we pray, and we thank you for your giving. myself away that you might do what you will and so in reverence of the word we're going to stand and I'm going to move through this um, because I don't I didn't my intention was not to be long on this afternoon and so we're going to go to Genesis 5 21 through 24 in the new international version and then we're going to go to Hebrews 11 and 5 I'm going to read it straight through so I'm not going to break it on uh, Hebrews so just know that it is Genesis 5, 21 through 24, and then Hebrews 11 and 5. And it reads, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. 
Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, it was, he was commended as one who pleased God. You may have your seats. You may have your seats. We're getting ready to move right on through this. And, and let me just tell you, as I'm getting started, I was watching on the news uh, just the other day. And I do have to admit that I've never really been a baseball uh, fan. I'm a football girl. I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan for anybody in the house. That might have anything. It's some haters over here, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name them. I'm not gonna name them. They they giving me thumbs down. And anyway, I've never really been a a big baseball fan. I'm I'm a football type of person. But just on the other day on the news, it came up that Tommy Lasorda had passed away, 93. Uh, years old and though I'm really not a baseball fan most of us if we say Tommy Lasorda then we know who he is he was a player and then the manager the face of the Dodgers baseball team it was who he was I mean baseball was his life he was a Mr. Uh, Mr. Baseball he was inducted into the Hall of Fame for baseball, wouldn't all of us love to be so at the top of our game, the who we are, that we would be entered into the hall of fame? Amen. Wouldn't we like it in every sport, every career, every vocation, in, in that thing that you are gifted to do, whether it be singing or acting or sports or whatever it is, be so good and, and be recognized as the best of the best, to, to be recognized as the cream of the crop, that we could be entered into the hall of fame. Isn't that all of our desire? And there's, there's so many, there's hundreds and, and hundreds of halls of fame. There's the, the rock and roll hall of fame. Uh, uh, there is the, the hip hop hall of fame. Could you imagine? There is the pro football hall of fame. And of course, the, the baseball, like we just mentioned, there are hundreds of, of halls of fame. People that are famous for what they do and, and famous for being at the top of their craft. But not only... Are they the best at what they do? Not only are they at the top, but to arrive in the hall of fame, you have to be consistent at being the best. You have to be consistent at being on the top. I don't know any one hit wonders that have made it into the hall of fame. I just don't see them. These, these are lifetime achievement awards. These are people who have done some things in their lifetime that other people cannot surpass. There are some people in the Hall of Fame that no one has passed their record or, or topped what it is that they are doing. Our theme for this year is the year of the walk. And we are going to spend this whole year walking with God. For the first couple of months, our theme is walk this way. 
Last week, Dr. Parson, all right, we already been introduced. If you're not on board, get on board. If you missed last Sunday, go back and get it. We're going to give you, we're going to walk this thing out together of how we are to walk with God. And so she started with uh, walking and knowing the voice of God is the voice. And then she also talked about getting in step and being in rhythm with God and what it is that he is going to do. You know, she did that step in rhythm. I'm not even going to try to do it because I might not get the rhythm right uh, right now. I didn't rehearse that. But anyway, this week, we continue on this walk as we talk about another hole of famer. Not, not, not Tommy Lasorda. But I want to look at the life of this person who has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. I believe that he can teach us some things. I believe that he can show us uh, some things. I want to check out his techniques. I want to see how he made it to the place uh, where he made it. Because he is, he's more than celebrity. He is, he's renowned and he is acclaimed and he is of distinct reputation. Uh, he is found in the Bible. And he is listed in this faith hall of fame. And the Bible never calls it the faith hall of fame. It's been coined that because everybody in this hall of fame, just like baseball and, and just like basketball, they were known for their faith. And so I don't know who might come to mind when I say that. I don't know if you might think about Moses or, or King David or, or even Jesus himself, but that's not uh, who I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know if they were known for their walker but this person is in the hall of fame for his walk my god and he is in the hall of fame just for his walk who am i talking about it is enoch you act like you don't know enoch y'all not jumping up and down for enoch it is enoch Enoch, who is the great, great, great grandson of Adam. You know, Adam and Eve. Enoch. Enoch, who is the father of Methuselah. The Methuselah, the man who lived the longest of anybody ever. Enoch. Enoch, who is the great grandfather of Noah. Noah, Noah who built the ark. Enoch. Enoch is known for his walk with God. But when I say Enoch, there's not very many people that get excited. But he was inducted into the faith uh, hall of fame for, for walking with God. And it sounds simple enough, uh, but there were only a few people that were commended for walking with God uh, in the way that Enoch was commended uh, with walking uh, with God. And before you start to think, well, that, that might be easy. Because his task didn't seem as difficult uh, as some of the other giants, as some of the other of the great. But I want us to look at the time in which Enoch was asked to walk or expected to walk with God. Enoch. Enoch lived before the flood. Before God canceled everything, flooded out the earth sent Noah off into the ark with his family and all them animals. Before that is when Enoch lived. 
So Enoch didn't die in the flood. He was probably already passed away or taken up before the flood. But he had to live in that time before the flood. That means that he was alive when humankind began to descend into utter moral depravity. This is when Enoch was walking on, on this earth and, and walking with God. He lived when God said, um, I'm not going to contend with humans forever. Let me cut their days down. Man, they living too long. Their minds were gone. They were full of sin, full of evil, full of lascivious behavior. So much so that God said, you know what? They living too long. Let me cut down the years that they live. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth. And that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. This is when Enoch was walking. When the thoughts of men were only evil all the time. Enoch was living when God decided, or right before that, living with these people, that I can't take no more of them. I regret that I even made them. I regret it. And before you say that Enoch had it easy, he had to live in a time where people were getting worse and worse. He had to make a decision that probably went against most of the people around him. That he had to make a decision to walk with God. And yet, he made it into the faith hall of fame. I don't know if you've read over in Hebrews. And you see all of the others who are in this great cloud of witnesses. All of them that are sitting up there with Enoch. I wonder if you could imagine the conversation as they all sit around and discuss sitting in this hall of fame. And then they might come to Enoch and Moses might say, how did you make it up here, Enoch? What did you have to do to get up here? Did you have to labor with these people? Did you have to go and face Pharaoh? Did you have to go and face death? Did you have to lead a nation out of captivity? Did you have to run for your life? Were you lost in the wilderness for 40 years, Enoch? What did you do to get up here and be sitting among us? And Enoch just said, I walk with God. What? After we had to do all of what we had to do, Noah said, you did what? How did you get up here? I had to watch the whole world be destroyed when it was only me and my family and a few animals in the ark. I was closed up in that ship. I had to wait for God to tell me when to come out. Everybody thought I had lost my mind. It was going to be me and my family to start the human race all over again. And, and how did you make it up, Perry Enoch? 
And Enoch said, I'll walk with God. That's what Enoch had to say. And then that was King David. He stood up. I'm sure he did. Wait a minute. What did he say? You know how people get to looking around. He heard what he said, but he want to ask you, what did Enoch just say? You mean after the life that I had to live, after all of the clans and people that I had to kill, all of the running that I did for my life, all of the people that was trying to kill me, are you telling me that all you had to do was what? And Enoch said, all I had to do, fellas, was walk with God. Enoch is going to show us how to walk this way. Enoch is going to show us how to walk uh, his way. Enoch is going to show us what he did that I'm sure has so many people in awe. How did you make it into this faith, hall of fame? And all he has to say is I walked with God. Do you know that Enoch is only mentioned twice? They don't even give his full story. They don't tell us what he had to do in this walk. But he's in the hall of fame. And so that means that he had to be the best of the best of what he did. That means that God had to grace him to do what it was that Enoch was doing. Because he's sitting among the greats for his walk. And so as I looked and I'm like, well... Well, how did Enoch walk? We need to know how he did this. What was he doing? How did he walk with God? And so what I looked up was different translations of the Bible and how they describe Enoch's walk. And so in the NIV version, it just says that Enoch walked faithfully with God. And so there is a faithful walk. That we have to come into if we're going to walk this walk. We have to walk believing, trusting, and relying, my God. We have to walk believing, trusting, and relying on God. My God. We have to walk believing, trusting, and relying on God even in the midst of a crooked, perverse generation. You have to believe God that the way that he is sending you and that his ways are the right way for you to go. You have to come into a place where you are defying and even shutting out and leaving, leaving alone. Some of these perverse people and they don't look perverse. They look like your family. They look like your friends. They look like the people you grew up with. But if what they are telling you to do is against God and against his ways, they're perverse. The thinking is turned the wrong way. He said that you have to trust and believe God and what it is that he is telling you. You have to come into this faithful relationship that you are taking your cues from God, that you are walking with God. Because I believe you, I will continue to go the way that you are sending me. Because I trust you, I'll come away from that and move to this. God, because I, am, I believe you and I'm going to do this faith walk. I'm relying on you. I believe that you're going to send me the right way. I believe that you're going to take me the right way. I believe that when you tell me to stop, I need to stop. I believe that when you tell me to speak, I need to speak. It was a, a faithful walk. And then the other translation says, 
that it was a habitual walk. That Enoch walked habitually with God. You know, habitually, an acquired behavior, a pattern, regularly followed until it has become almost involuntary. It was habitual. And we get habitual wrong because it's usually used in a negative connotation. This habitual behavior. Your habits are bad. Not all habits are bad. And some of us, we have to come into some habitual behavior. Otherwise, your behaviors are unpredictable. Your behaviors are all over the page. Your behaviors can take you anywhere because you have no habitual behaviors. My God, if you're in a habitual relationship with somebody, you come into a place of companionship. We are companions on this walk because I always walk with you. It's what I always do. It has become an involuntary part of what it is that I am doing. You are now my companion, my God. You are now my companion. And I am taking on the habitual behavior of always listening to you. I am taking on the habitual behavior of always uh, talking with you, praying uh, with you. I have taken on uh, the habitual behavior of believing you, of, of making myself sensitive to you. Uh, the habitual behavior of not turning away from you. Uh, and sometimes, uh, and I've been guilty of it myself, we give church folk a bad rap. I was one of those people because it don't take all that. It don't take all that to be up in church all the time. It don't take all, it don't take all that to be at church every Sunday. It don't take all that. It don't take all that for you to go to, to every meeting. And now how many ministries are you in? It don't take all that. It don't take all that fasting and praying uh, that you're doing. It don't take all that. I have my own relationship with God and all of that which you're doing. Uh, it don't take all of that. But you have to come into a habit. Because first of all, you don't know what it takes to keep me held down. You don't know what it takes to keep me held down. It takes all of that. It might be easy for you. You might not need to be at church. You might not need to be on the prayer team. You might not need to be meeting with the pastor. You might not need to be around the saints of God. But you don't know what it takes to keep me held down. Come on. I had to develop some habitual behaviors. I had to make the things of God my habit. And I'm going to say that to you. Some of you are not completing this walk. Your, your walk is off kilter. You stopping and you starting because you have no habitual behaviors. You can find them in your life. You do them other places. Some of us have an habitual behavior because we're going to get up and go to work every day. It's almost involuntary. Nobody has to call you every morning and say, get up and go to work. No, you're, you're getting ready at night. And you're getting up to go to work. It's already there. <coughs> My husband, every morning, and I'm, I'm just a little bit jealous of him. But he has an 
habitual behavior that every morning he gets up. And sometimes I'm hating a little bit. He gets up and rolls out his yoga mat in the living room. He gets his blocks. He gets his weight bands. And every morning he stretches and uh, gets a small workout before work. It's the same stretch. It's the same workout. And then he gets his devotional right during his stretching. And he reads his devotional uh, every morning. And so even when I get up, most of the time I'm not up at 4, 5 o'clock. And then I come in there and I just sit there. And he's going through all of his things. And then he gets up. Rolls up his mat, closes up his Bible and devotional, and then he goes on to his breakfast. It is his habitual behavior in the morning to take care of himself, and he does it every day. Every habitual behavior is not bad. And some of us, we have to come into the things of God that we are going to do it, whether we feel like it or not, that we are going to do it, whether we are emotional or not, whether we're tired or not, whether we're heavy or not. We have to come into the place where the things of God and the way that I walk with God, this is the way that I'm walking with God. This is what I'm doing with him. And so it's a habit. It's a habit for me to get up and pray at 5 a.m. Help us, Jesus. It's a habit to for me to show up in prayer it's a habit for me to listen to the preach word of God it's a habit for me to read the word of God it's a habit for me to practice the ways of God it's a habit for me not to cuss people it's a habit for me not to cuss people out you're not walking with God this is my habit this is my habit for some of us though it's not a habit and so if people catch you the right way, catch you on the right day, then you're going to let them have you. Because walking with God is not your habitual behavior. Because if it was, it would be involuntary. You're not trying to hold yourself back from nothing. You're not trying to hold yourself back from hitting somebody. You're not trying to hold yourself back from talking to that, that woman or that man that is not your spouse. No, this is my habitual behavior. And so I can see you. I can recognize you. I can even hear you. But because this is my habitual behavior, you get no room with me. All that stuff was happening the other day on TV when our government was under siege. And I was on Facebook. And you could not barely tell the saints from the ain'ts. I said, hey, I mean, just spelling out the cuss words. Spelling them out. I know I'm saved and I'm not supposed to do this, but this is beep, 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 beep. Wait a minute, I thought, where is your walk with God? 
Something that you see, and it was bad, it was. All of us were disturbed by what we see. But I posted on my prayer group on Facebook. I said, just keep praying and hold your position. Just keep praying and hold your position. Don't come undone. This world will have you to come undone and you and then your walk is all messed up because you've been moved by emotion and moved by frustration and moved by irritation. But because it's my habit to walk with God. It's, it's involuntary now. I just have to stay the course. I can't move off of this course anyway. It is, Enoch was habitual. Another translation said that he steadily walked with God. He was free from change, free from variation or interruption. He was uniform and continuous in what he did. It was no season that would knock him off course because he was continual without variation. He was steady. He was on a straight line. He was on a straight path that he was walking with God. Whatever was coming at him, he was willing to force it and take it and keep on walking. Why? Because he was walking, my God, because he was walking with with God he didn't have to face these things alone do not be moved by what you see and don't switch up depending on the situation just be steady just keep moving I tell you when my my brother passed away and we were at the funeral service and we had already made plans with the honor guard of Metro um, his service had all of the pomp and circumstance. For those of you who don't know, uh, my brother uh, was a, a Metro police officer killed in a car accident in the line of duty. And so we had already made plans. We had met with them already. And the discussion or the plan was that my brothers um, was going to escort my brother's casket all the way in to the front and then the officers of the color guard would take it from there and if you've ever been to any of those services they are so serious what an honor it is that they take care of their fallen and so that was the plan my brothers are going to escort their brother in well us girls got together the night before my sisters um and there with my god sister there are six of us and we said that we're going to take our brother part of the way. we taking him in. And so, you know, my brothers was fine. Uh, we'll let y'all, y'all take him in part of the way, and we'll take him the rest of the way. And so we get into the vestibule of the church, and my brothers bring him in from the car. And as they bring him in right into the vestibule, they have a long hourway at the church. My brothers move and go on into the church. And all of us sisters take our position. And the guy that was at the head of the color guard was shaking his head like, no ladies. No ladies. He's looking at us. And we had taken our position. We are not going to be moved. We are going to deliver him to our brothers. And he was saying, no ladies. No ladies. And I don't know when you ever with your girls. Because we were set. 
we were going to do this and we were not going to be moved. So at that point, we even stopped talking to one another. The sisters, you know, it's three on one side and three on the other. We just looked at each other like, we're getting ready to move this. We're getting ready, we're getting ready to take our brother in to our brothers. And finally, once the guy over the, uh, the color guard saw they're not going to move, they're going to do this. He got at the head, so we, we, we three, on, three on each side. And now we're not even, we looking at each other. We're ready to do this. We're getting ready to take him in. And he got at the front of us. And y'all, when I tell y'all, because he was used to giving commands. And that's the way he would give commands to his officers when they was getting ready to do that. Oh, that man said, ready? And we, as if we knew, as if we knew, he said, ready? And he said, steady. He said, on my count. And when he said, on my count, us girls began to, it was still on the roller. We didn't have to take the full weight. It was still on the roller. And so we started walking. There was no way that we were not going to deliver him to our brothers. Now, I have to tell you, we were outside of the doorway. And so, you know, there's that little metal piece as you enter into a doorway on the, on the ground. Okay, that bad boy was heavy, heavier uh, than what us girls thought about. But can I tell you, there was nothing that was going to stop us from moving that. Can I tell you that we would have been crawling across that thing if we had to to push our brother across that thing that we were going to get. We were going to finish this walk. And the only way that we was going to finish this walk was to do it steady. There was no way that one of us was going to be able to run out above the other. No way that one of us was going to be able to take all of the weight. We wouldn't have been able to move. He said, ready and steady. And when he said, ready and steady, and on my count, we moved out. We have to get a ready and a steady with the walk of God to continue to move in the way my God, to continue. Continue to move. It don't matter how heavy the walk gets. We have to be determined to be ready and steady and to move in through this walk. Where is your determination? Where is your push? Where is your perseverance to keep on walking in and through the things of God? And this is only for a few. But you have to walk in such a way that you are determined. To deliver this to your brothers. You have to walk in such a way. That you have to deliver. This walk. This information. This call. This gospel. This way of life to your brothers. And go ahead and deliver it to the brothers and the sisters. Where is your determination? This walk is not only about you. You have to walk in such a way. That I will, we were determined, we're going to make it to our brothers. No matter how heavy this is. And somebody needs to get that. I'm going to make it to my brothers. Those who are waiting to see how you're going to get this right. Those who are waiting, watching you to see how to walk this walk. I am going to get this. To my brothers, to the men and women of God, because I'm going to get this walk right. Uh, uh, Renard Jr., you have to get this walk right so that you might deliver this 
to your brothers. There is a man of people that is waiting for you. They're watching you walk this thing. Because you're so young and you're so cool and you're just the guy. And you've decided that this is your walk. And so they're waiting to see you walk it out. I want you to rely on God. That's the great thing. That once we realize who we're walking with, then we can walk this out because we're walking with him. And so he has us in the weaknesses. He has us when it gets heavy. He has us when we attempt to be, not be steady, to go off kilter. He has us because we are walking with him. And so there is a steady walk, a continuous walk that we have to walk out with him. And believe it or not, for everybody in here and everybody that's on Facebook, somebody is watching your walk. Somebody is waiting for you to complete your walk. Somebody is waiting for you to reach them with it. It's not only about you. It's not only about you. And there's one more thing that I want to say, and then I'm going to move on. One thing I noticed about Enoch, and I hadn't seen this before I said, wait a minute. Wait, okay, wait a minute. What happened? It says that um, he was the father. Enoch fathered Methuselah at 65. Then after that, he faithfully walked with God for 300 years. And then it said that Enoch lived for 365 years. He walked with God for 300 years. He had Methuselah at 65. He lived for 365. What happened in the 65 years? What? He walked with God for 300 years. After he had his son, I want to know what happened for the 65 years. Was he caught up in that depraved uh, people that had no morals? Was he caught up in their behavior? Was he one of the ones that God was thinking, oh, this can't go on for much longer. I need to get rid of them. It said he walked with God for 300 years. But he lived for 365 years. And so I just have to think that they wouldn't have spelled that out. We have to understand that Enoch made it into the fame, the hall of fame, but he was not perfect. He was not a perfect man. He couldn't have been because he only walked with God for 300 years. What happened in the 65? And so I want to talk to all of us who think that I can't do it because this, this, and this have happened in my life. Can I tell you that this man did not walk with God his whole life. He walked with God most of his life. And so I encourage you on this afternoon to get it into your spirit about this walker. That too much has not been done for you to take up this walker. You have not lived too wrong for you to take up this walker. This walk is eternal, my God. This walk is going to be with you far and beyond your years here. But Enoch was even taken up he pleased God with his walk his faith pleased God I don't even know if he had a faith that said well God's gonna heal me he's gonna change me after these 65 years of who knows what the Bible doesn't tell us what he did for 65 years but for 300 of them he walked with God and so I want us I'm ready Donnie on this afternoon 
to make a decision. No matter where you are. There are so many people that are trying to get right first. When I get married because me and my boyfriend are living together. When I uh, stop smoking whatever I'm smoking. Uh, you trying to figure out which way to go and, and what you're going to do when you decide that you want to give up partying and drinking. When you decide that I can't come into the kingdom with this anger, I can't come in there with this attitude, I can't walk with God like this, it's time for you to decide. It's time for you to stop putting it off. It's time for us to get a steady walk. It's time for us to get a habitual walk. It's time for us to get a faithful walk. And I want to talk to some of those who you already know him. And I don't know, Enoch might have already known him those 65 years. But you're in and you're out. Somebody made you mad. And so then you pull away from the things of God and the people of God. And then you decide, I can do it by myself. And so you're going to be your own pastor, your own counselor, your own worship lead, your own intercessor. You decide that you're going to do this by yourself. Well, that is not a habitual, faithful, steady walk. That is you being moved by your own emotions and by how you feel and by what it is that you're doing. I encourage you. I admonish you to take up this walk with God. It is far more than just about right now. He's going to make it right even now. But this is for them. This is for after this. There will be an after this. I don't know who of us that's in this room or that's watching on Facebook. I don't know if you'll have the opportunity to sit in the faith hall of fame. I kind of believe that God is not through enlarging it. I think that there are still being people added to that hall of fame for their faith. I would love to be one of them. That just, just is able to walk with God. Just, just is able to trust him with me. And so my prayer for us on this afternoon is that we're faithful. That we come into a place where we are believing and trusting God. That we come into a place where we have a habitual relationship. That this is just what I do. It's involuntary. It's just involuntary that I walk with God. After a while, it won't be such an effort. You won't have to push so hard. You won't have to make constant decisions about what you're going to do. Because you'll just know that's not what I do anymore. Because... This is my new behavior. And then you walk steadily with God. You're not blown about. You're not moved all around by the things of this world, by the enemy blowing you around. And so if you're in this place, uh, Donnie, will you give me you are my strength? That I want you to understand on this afternoon. 
that you cannot walk with him unless you have relationship, companionship. To invite him into your life. To invite him, God, I want to walk with you. I want my life to be changed. We, we didn't try all kinds of walks. We have done every kind of thing. But now it's time for us to come into this walk. And some of us, it's time to come into this habitual, steady walk. Because you already know him. But you reserve just a little room for you to fall out. You reserve a little room for you to do what you want to do. You reserve a little room for you to say what you're not going to do. And to treat people how you think they should be treated. But it's for the men and women of God. This is not only for new believers, but for those who have been serving, those of us who are walking this walk, to come into a steady walk, to come into a, a habitual walk. And so we are going to pray for those who are saying, but I don't know him, and I need to. I want you to, we're at the top of the year, and you can dedicate this year with us. We're going to take this walk all year long. And I want you to commit to taking this walk with us as we talk about just walking with God. Enoch is just one example of how he walked with God. And so I encourage you, you've you, you already been taking so many walks and that's not working. And so right here at the top of the year, dedicate yourself to learning how and walking with God. So just invite Jesus in that you might be able to walk with him. And for some of you, you just need to rededicate because you know him, but you haven't been walking with him. Your walk hasn't been steady. It has sure hasn't been faithful because you've been slipping in and out on him. And it has not become a habit. It's not involuntary. You're still fighting with it. And so you need to rededicate yourself. And so let's pray. Just repeat after me. Give yourself a moment to understand what you're getting ready to do. That you are getting ready to invite Jesus into your life. That what you're doing probably isn't working the best. And if it's all right, can I tell you that it can get better? That he wants to lead you in the things that you are doing, lead you in your life, lead you in, in relationship, lead you in the workplace. There is no place that he does not want to walk with you in his will. He'll walk with you in the workplace, walk with you through that marriage, walk with you through parenting them kids, walk with you as you open that business, as you serve in your ministry, as you move to a new city. He wants to walk with you. And so just invite him in. He wants to walk with you through that healing, through you being better. And so all you have to say on this afternoon is, is just repeat this prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Come into my life and change me. God, I believe you sent your son for me. I want to take this walk with you. I give you permission to be my lead. I give you permission to steady me. And I'll make you my Lord and Savior. If you have prayed that prayer with us, my God, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit even now. If you have prayed that prayer with us, 
then just put your hand up in the comments, huh? Just put your hand up. I'm telling you right now that this is going to be the best decision. And for those of you who know him, but you know that I haven't been steady, just put your hand up. Because I want to back God to be my habit. I want him to walk steadily with me. I'm declaring that I want a faithful walk, trusting and believing him, relying on him. If you prayed that prayer, just put your hand up. There's a book that we want you to have. There's a book that we want you um, in your possession that is going to help you walk this walk out. And so we are going to go into a place of prayer. A pastor, if you would come and, and pray with us. I am so grateful for the word of God on this afternoon. Grateful for his strength to carry you through this walk. Amen, amen. I am grateful for you on this afternoon. Grateful for the renewing and the freedom of spirit. Grateful for those of you who have declared, yes, I will start afresh with him. And yes, I am walking this out with my God. Amen, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we are grateful for your word. We are grateful for your call. We are grateful for your anointing. God, we ask you to seal this word in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you to seal this word in the name of Jesus. God, where they're sitting right now, the freedom that you gave them early, the freedom that you gave them before the message, God, seal it in the name of Jesus. Whatever is coming against them, whatever is going on in those homes and those that are sitting in the sanctuary right now, the freedom that has been released today, seal it in the name of Jesus as we walk this walk with you, God, as we talk this talk with you, God, as we hear your voice, God, go into every room, God, every car, wherever they are listening, every job, God, and let the anointing seal the word that they've heard. Don't let them get away from your voice. Don't let them get away, God, from your speaking to them which way to go as we walk with you, God. And those that received you today, we seal their salvation in the name of Jesus. That they will never be the same. They will never be the same. Walk with them, God. Walk with them until they learn how to walk with you in the mighty name of Jesus. And it is so. And it is so. Amen. The Holy Spirit has already done what he wanted to do today. And I asked him, what else do you want to do? He said, he done. So now it's just for you to receive it. We want you to have this Enoch experience that was masterfully done. Now, I'm like you jealous of Davis. I'm jealous of you. I should have dropped that last week. We want you to have this Enoch experience. I saw something that she went that I didn't see before in the same way. And that's in Hebrews. Instead of in Hebrews, it's saying it walk with God. It said it pleased God. All it takes to please God is to walk with him. I've shown you, old man. I've shown you, woman, what the Lord requires do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. The only way you're going to please him is to walk with him.
And we want you to have that experience. There is a book called The Enoch Experience. I wrote it myself. I would say I wrote it myself. The Holy Spirit wrote it. He's an excellent writer. He has the best-selling book of all time. And he's an excellent writer. And he gave me how to share with you how to walk with God. If you will go to lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com, look for the Enoch experience, spell E-N-O-C-H. That's right, right? Enoch experience. You can download this book for $6 and some change. And it will start you on this journey of walking with God. We also want you to get into community. If you go to newantioch-aliante.org, there is a, a link that says connect. If you will connect, we will get you connect. If you will go there and fill out the information, we will get you connected to a community, a smaller group of people that are studying this year, this Enoch experience, how to walk with God. We want you to have this. It is the way you please God. It's as you heard today, it's not the great big things you do. Enoch is sitting up there with the one who faced giants. He's sitting up there with the one who killed uh, lions and bears and Philistines. He's sitting up there with the one who walked on water. He's sitting up there with the ones who worked miracles. He's sitting up there with Elijah. He's sitting up there with Elisha. He's sitting up there with and all we know that he did was that he walked with God. And that's all God is asking for you to do. So go there, download the Enoch experience. If you want a hard copy, you can see Pastor Sharonda. You can put in the notes there. So there's people now that are looking where you're, where you're typing. If you're in here, we have hard copies. If you want a hard copy of it, see your group leader. If you're already in a community group, call the church, put it on there, text me. I would get that book. We want you to have this. God wants you to have this experience. He's invited you to walk with him. Leave everything and walk with him, and you'll find everything. If you leave everything and walk with him, you'll find everything and more. Because I tell you, he's extra. <laughs> so get that. We want you to have that experience. That's what we're going to be studying all year long, the Enoch experience, how to walk with God. And it was masterfully laid before you today. If you'd like to join our church, we'd love to be your church family. We would love to be your church family. You go again to that new Antioch-Aliante.org. Go to the connect button and let us know that you would like to be a member of our church. If you're here and you'd like to be a member, uh, if you just raise your hand, they will get to you. Um, I am actually doing uh, the Enoch experience with people who have either been saved for less than two years or who have... Uh, been members of our church for less than two years. I'm going to personally take them through this Enoch experience. I tell you, you're about to have the greatest year of your spiritual life as you learn to walk with God. Amen. Thank you for Amen. tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H 
A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.